0: your favorite pga and lpga legends pros and top instructors are right here every week on next on the t join chris as the greats of the game share their stories insights and playing lessons now back to chris and more of the show
1: All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Mitchell Lawrence. And as you guys know, Mitch has become a wonderful friend of the show and of mine. You hear me mention his show every week at the top of the show because it's fantastic. It marries golf, travel, and even food sometimes about the best golf resorts in the world. Again, his show is called Talking Golf Getaways. It's available online by going to golfnewsnet.com or on Audio Boom, and like I said a minute ago, just really about just about any place you can consume a podcast, you're going to find it on there. And I'm very jealous of the places that he and his co-host Darren Bunch have been to and the courses they've got to play. Uh, early in his career, Mitchell was an actor, and you've seen him on TV or in movies. Places like Santa Barbara, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, One Tree Hill, which my family has been watching for a while now, Dawson's Creek, From the Earth to the Moon, one of my all-time favorite miniseries on HBO, and a host of other TV shows in movies. He's an amazing indiv- individual. I'm so thrilled that I get to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Good evening, Mitch. Thanks for coming back on the show.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Take a breath.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. I'm you are now. you are just uh, you are just unbelievable, my friend. <laughs> unbelievable. <I appreciate laughs> it is great to be here, as always. <laughs> So, I don't think people, as somebody who does this and has, wait, as somebody who's done this for a living, for a long time, I hope your listeners really appreciate how great you are at this. And I, I mean that you sincerely. That. I'm not blowing smoke here because I've, I've done this, I've worked with a lot of people, and there are just few people who are as good at what you do as you are.
1: So no, let's get I that I appreciate out of the you way. saying that, my friend. I appreciate you saying <laughs> that, my friend. Okay. So, Mitch, first of all, congratulations to you, right? Century Mark reached on uh, Talking Golf Getaways. Huge testament to you and Darren. You celebrated your 100th show, and you did it in grand style with Matt Janella. So talk about uh, yeah. the Century Mark and what it means to you guys.
0: Well, you know, th- this all started um, really a couple of years ago. I have been doing podcasts for a long time by myself. Um, and it got to a point where Darren and I had become such good friends. We had My podcast, which was called Golf Connections, was on the Golf Getaway site, which he was running at the time. And uh, we just got to a point. We were traveling a lot. We were going to great places. We had an amazing time together. It's one of those friendships that's grown out of golf, as you know, where you just wind up finding somebody who's a kindred spirit in so many ways. It's just a joke. And we would always go these places, and we'd have a great time. We'd laugh a lot. We'd have deep discussions, the whole thing. And at a certain point, a much longer story, but we we realized that there really wasn't anything in all the podcasts and all the shows that dealt specifically with golf travel, which is mind-boggling. It was to me then, and it still it. And so we talked about it, and we hooked up with uh, now another great friend, Ryan Ballingy, at Golf News Net. Um, and we just decided to go ahead and do it. We said, we have such a great time, and the one thing that all golfers have in common, and I don't care who you are as a golfer, the one thing you have in common is that you travel to play golf. It may be 10 minutes down the road. It may be around the world, but every golfer travels to play. So we just started, and we didn't know where it was going to go. We thought if we have fun, other people will hopefully listen. And uh, all of a sudden, as you said, boom, 100. And uh, it was kind of a big number for us because we didn't know when we started if we'd get there. Uh, but it was fantastic, and we've had so many great people on the show. And Darren and I do some shows alone, and we just have a blast. We just get going and and talk. Um, and as you said, we were lucky to have Matt Janella join us and really honored to have him join us because of all the people who take part in our game and spread the word – Uh, I think it's pretty apparent that not only is Matt the most visible of all those people, but I've known him for a number of years now. I I met him just after he started with the Golf Channel. And uh, we've had a lot of great talks over the years, just he and I. And when I got in touch with him and asked him if he'd be on the show for our 100th and 101st episodes, he was thrilled and so were we. And um, I think they're among all the ones we've done, and I said this to Darren after we hung up. I said, I don't know that I've ever done uh, an interview with somebody about golf that was as deeply moving in terms of of his passion and what he's about as a person, not just as a golf person, but as a person, than that episode with Matt Janella. It just really blew me away. Still does. So anyway, it was great. I hope people can listen to it. Uh, they can find it, you know, and listen to it and judge for themselves. But it really was a great, great episode to celebrate the anniversary.
1: Mitch, one of your most recent episodes was about Cabot Cliffs up in Nova Scotia. I love the picture of you on the love seat, looking out at the ocean with the green behind you. Who knew golf courses in Nova Scotia had love seats on them, but it looked awesome. Talk about Cabot Cliffs.
0: Yeah, we um Darren and I have been to Cabot Links uh is the name of the resort. Cabot Links was the first course there. It's in Inverness uh on Cape Breton Island. And uh we had been there when that opened and we w- got to go back last summer and when the cliffs opened, which is the new Core Crenshaw design. And uh Cabot it's just an unbelievable experience. You know, I had never all the time that I was kind of starting to grow up and play golf in all these different places, Nova Scotia wasn't really some place that was on my list. And then uh once they opened the first Cabot course, the Lynx, uh, was designed by a guy named Rod Whitman, uh who's a fantastic designer and and the the whole experience of going to Cape Breton Island and I, I can't talk about that enough. The whole island is mind-blowing. There's a bunch of great golf courses all the way around the island, and they have what's called the Cabot Trail that you can drive around the island. Stunning scenery. And then you drive into this little town called Inverness, and it's, it doesn't look like anything. It kind of looks like you're just driving through this little Canadian town. And uh, through there's a guy named Ben cowan Doer who's the guy who first really started to push it. Uh, and then a, a number of other people got involved and jumped on board, and the Cabot Links, the first course, completely blew us away—just totally blew us away. And then they added the Cliffs course, as I said, with Corin Crenshaw, a little further uh, away on just an absolutely stunning piece of property, and the work that went into that one. As soon as they they had shown us the land when we went up for the first trip. They were talking about putting another course out there. And as soon as we saw it, we said, oh, man, this is going to be, if you're a golfer, this is just going to be heaven. And we went up, and it it was true. Uh, and so this last episode, the episode on Cabot that we did, it was just Darren and me talking about um Cabot. And we actually decided to do nine things we love about Cabot. Uh, and then we went out on a little bit of a limb because we played the Cliffs course a bunch of times while we were there that week. And we said, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna suggest five things that we think would make as Darren put it, which I thought was great, that would make Cabot Cliffs even more amazing. Because the first <laughs> the first dive was amazing. And so we just kinda went out on a little limb and we said, here's five things that we think would add to the experience um and they were very kind about it. And, you know, I think everybody who plays says, this is great. What about this? Why don't you add this? Why don't you do this? Uh, So we had, that was the episode, and it turned out to be an hour, and we laughed a lot and had a lot of fun. And the memories of being at Cabot, uh, I mean, if I could go every summer, I would just be there. I I literally, both of us literally love it that much. It's, it's, there's so much to recommend it that it's hard to actually put into words. You just have to kind of go there and experience the The courses, the hospitality, the food, the hotel, Uh, it's a very small kind of hotel. It's nothing big and ostentatious, but it's perfectly designed, Um, and it's just a a fantastic experience.
1: And just to add to that, Golf Digest top 100 courses, it ranked number nine, number one Mm -hmm. in Canada. So that's how great it is, and folks, please... Go check it out online by going to cabotcliffs.com, and uh, it looks like an absolutely amazing place. Good for you guys. And
0: and just briefly to to mention what you talked about, that that picture of, of, you know, that's behind the 18th green at Cabot Cliffs. And we played the first time, and we came up, and all of a sudden you see these couches and chairs up on this rise, (laughs) which in all the golf courses I've ever played, I've never seen and it's the most so perfect seriously. spot to sit. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. I mean, they're there. You finish your round, and you can go and grab a drink and sit up on these couches overlooking the this magnificent water and setting and watch the sunset. I didn't want to leave. I just <laughs> no doubt. Yeah.
1: So your most recent episode is about Stream Song, another fantastic resort Mm -hmm. talk about the golf course and your experience there
0: well for us again it was interesting we had both been there before uh and stream song opened it's about an hour and 20 minutes from uh orlando and anybody who's been to florida knows that pretty flat and it's uh central florida and you just kind of drive away from orlando and you're out there in the country and driving around nothing going on and you turn off and you still feel that way and then you come around a bend and you look up and you see what I think is the most interesting and unusual lodge that you've ever seen at a golf course. Uh, and that's the lodge at Streamsong. And so on our first trip, that's the first sight we saw and it completely blew me away. It looks almost like an industrial park building from the outside. And uh, it was built by a guy named, uh, designed by a guy named Alberto Alfonso, who's a Cuban-born uh, designer, and he's got offices around the world. And I have rarely, if ever, come across anybody who has done a more magnificent job with building a place for golfers to stay. Uh, it's a complete experience, and everything he designed into it, there's 216 rooms at the lodge, Everything that's involved in this lodge was carefully thought out relative to natural elements, uh, the prehistoric past of this area, which is what makes Stream Song what it is. Uh, it was a phosphate mine, mine, and it was mined for many years uh, in the 1800s and into the 1900s. And because of the mining, they would dig out all this phosphate, and they would take everything that they dug out and just kind of dump it. And so as a phosphate mine, they closed it down, and there were all these dunes from the dirt that they took out of the earth to mine the phosphate. And phosphate is natural fertilizer. And what's happened is over the course of many, many years, this amazing vegetation has grown on these dunes. And so you're in the middle of Florida, but you're experiencing landscaping that almost reminds you of Scotland, which is pretty mind-boggling. Wow. And they opened Streamsong. Yeah, they opened Stream Song with two a really amazing um, set of designers, Tom Doke and Corin Crenshaw. And they had two courses that they built. And at the time, they got to each have a parcel of the land, and they did it. They designed these two courses and built them at the same time, which I don't know that that's ever happened anywhere, really. And these designers, too. I mean, Tom Doak is unbelievable, fabulous score and Crenshaw. And so they came away with the red and the blue. The red is the core Crenshaw, and the blue is the Tom Doak course. And they opened those two up, and instantly you've got an amazing golf resort. So we had played both of those and loved them. Uh, truly different and and just amazing, amazing place to play golf. And then when we went back this last trip, it was because we wanted to experience the third course that they opened, which is called The Black. And it's uh, a little bit away from the red and the blue. And Gil Hans designed it. Uh, most people would know Gil Hans's name from designing the Olympic golf course. I mean, he's done a ton of other stuff, too. He did uh, Trump Doral, and he's, he's done a lot of courses. People can check it out. Um, But the black is completely a different experience. It is an epic golf course. The scope of this course is huge. And there's tons of sand everywhere. And what Hans did with it, it's already become kind of controversial. There are some people who feel like it's too big and too much. There are other people like Darren and I who were just blown away by it. The green comp, they're huge greens. There's humps and hollows and bumps and rolls, and uh, you have to experience it just to really get a feel for it. But that's why Darren and I wanted to go down this time, and, um, I mean, we could spend a whole show just talking about the black. Both of us were staggered by how great we we thought it was and how much we enjoyed it, because it really brings in what we think is the most important part of the game and why we love Lynx Golf so much in that, which is... The fact that it is not a target game; it's a game of chance and a game of luck, even on well-struck shots, and that's what it offers. Um, there's, there's, anyway, to have the three of these courses at the same spot at Streamsong, in addition to what both of us feel is the best place if you're a golfer, the best lodging that you can stay in. When I tell you that the rooms at Streamsong at this lodge, Darren and I both said uh, the uh, podcast went up today, and on the podcast, both of us said (laughs) what we thought at the time when we first stayed there, which was, if we didn't both have happy families, we could both live here in this room. (laughs) That's how good the room is. It's just magnificently designed, big. um, I, I can't even, you have to go and look online to see what the rooms look like, but and they have great restaurants. The bars are incredible. Uh, they now have, at the Black, they have a thing called the Gauntlet, which is a big putting course, and something called the Roundabout, which is a quick kind of, at the driving range, a quick bunch of holes that you can play to warm up. Total experience. And it's an hour and 20 minutes from Orlando. I mean, it's incredibly wow. easy to get to. So the thrust of, of both the Cabot and this was just Aaron and I talking about what we love. And these are two places that we absolutely, absolutely love. And I want to give a shout out to relative to stream song to Kemper sports who manages stream song, as well as most of the other great resorts in the country. Because whenever you see the name Kemper sports on a property, you can bet that they have thought of everything that you as a golfer want. I mean, they're, they have their hand in Bandon, they have their hand there. They, you know, they're, they are really the, the real deal. And, uh, between Kemper and the director of golf, who's a guy named Scott Wilson, who's fantastic, the teams they put together, just everybody, you know, if you feel like I'm raving, it's because it's worth it. It's worth the trip, and you won't want to leave. That's how good it is.
1: So let's take that idea and a, a step further, and not just about that location, but when, when you think about golf right i mean i'm sure and i don't want to make you pick you know hey what are the top five courses that you played that sort of thing i I want to kind of expand it out to the travel and lodging piece what are some of the towns mitch that you've been to that have a great vibe and just were a lot of fun which made the golf trip or the golfing that much better because you got to hang out in these great towns
0: well, I think the one for me in terms of the United States. I mean, you know, Scotland and Ireland is a totally different story because to me golf is an integral part of most towns and cities. So that's a whole different vibe, but uh we're getting we're getting some of it. We're starting to get some of it. Um the first that jumps to my mind is Pinehurst because the the village of Pinehurst, between the lodging and the restaurants and all the different possibilities uh that lends itself to what is obviously great golf and the home of American golf. So for somebody like me who loves history and likes to have a good time when I'm with my friends and go out at night, Pinehurst has pretty much everything. Um places like Streamsong and Bandon don't really have a town. They don't really have a city, you know, that they that you can hang your hat on. You can get in the car and go into Bandon, which is a great little Oregon town uh and like i said you're an hour and 20 minutes from orlando but that's kind of you don't want to be leaving the stream song property uh i would definitely say pinehurst is number 1 on my list uh as far as places i've been where you can go and have a great great time you know there's other places chicago has great golf uh there uh, you know there's places like that but but the place that really if i had to say one spot which combines a great village it would be piners.
1: Got my next guest, TaylorMade CEO David is hanging on the line. Mitch, one more before we let you go. Going to talk about your hickory clubs here for a minute. And as I've been doing more research <laughs> as, into as
0: you're getting ready to as you're getting ready to have David on and TaylorMade, <laughs> it's
1: perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but as I've been looking <laughs> more into the the history of golf and going back to, you know, Bobby Jones's era and, and learn more about the guys that, you know, played against him in the in the 20s and, and the 30s and the you know, early part of the Masters and all of that, one of the players that uh, I recently talked about on social media is McDonald Smith, perhaps the greatest player to never win a major. And you snap a picture Correct. on top of that of your mashy Niblick, which has his name stamped on it. Talk about who he and his brothers were.
0: Well, McDonald Smith is a really interesting character, um, and I actually have an entire set. They're not original McDonald Smiths. They're what were called duplicate McDonald Smiths, and they were made based on the clubs that McDonald Smith used. He was from Karnuski, as was the rest of his family. He came to the United States and, as you said, was – but I mean, he played on the PGA Tour. He won 24 times never won a major. Uh, The thing that always got to me, because his brothers, Willie and Alex, uh, they were all great golfers. But he finished second at the Open Championship to his brother, uh, Alex, in 1910. I mean, can you imagine? Just think about that for a while. These guys are from Cardoose. They go, they play around the world, they come back, and then you wind up going and you have a great chance to win and your brother wins it. Now, you talked about my brother Matthew at the beginning of the show. I'm trying to imagine right. the two of us in that situation.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: dreaming, obviously, that never happened and never would. But, um, I just found McDonald Smith. He's one of those guys that a lot, most people don't know about. Um, but uh, obviously a great player, was a great force, uh, in the West, in golf in America, um, played on the PGA tour and loved him. And I had found another iron that had the specs that I love, the Hickory Club. And unlike most modern clubs, as David will tell you, obviously, where you can be fit and your shaft can be frequency tested so everyone's the same, Hickories are all individual clubs. So you have to literally look for different clubs, and each one of them is completely different. And when you find one that you like, you try to find other ones that are somewhere in the ballpark. And I had found an iron that I liked, and then went online, and lo and behold, I found a set of these duplicate McDonald Smith irons made by George Nickel, who was one of the great great club makers from Levin and Scott. Um, and there was a whole set for sale. And the great thing about these, they were the first sets of clubs that actually had numbers on them. so the club will say, uh, "Let's, for example, it'll have the number five, but it'll still say mid-iron." Or it'll say nine, and it'll say uh, Mashing Niblick or that kind of thing. And they were all pretty much in the same uh, swing weight that I wanted, that I liked. And so I went out and got them, and that's what I play with now. And I mix in a couple of other favorites. I, I you know, mix them up, take some out sometimes, take those out sometimes. And it's uh, it's an unbelievable connection to the game because every time I pick a club and I look down at the club, that's what I see, and that's what I feel. I don't hit it like McDonald's did. But that's what I see, that's what I feel.
1: Miss, before we let you go, remind our listeners again how can they listen to you, your co host Darren Bunch, and uh, your show Talking Golf Getaways, and then follow you on social media as well?
0: Well, that's it's kind of you, Chris, obviously. Golfnewsnet.com is our home base, but you can, uh, you know, the other ways iTunes podcasts and Audio Boom are both big for us, and people can rate the show and. That helps spread the word so other people can find out about it. Uh, You can find me Twitter and Instagram at Mitch Lawrence. It's L-A-U-R-A-N-C-E. And Darren, who's also a great follow, Uh, and you can find him on Twitter at Getaways Golf and on Instagram at Golf Getaways. So there you go.
1: Mitch, it's always a huge thrill for me to get to spend some time with you. Thank you so much for giving a part of your night to come back and be a part of the show. You're fantastic, my friend.
0: Anytime, Chris, and right back at you. There's no place I'd rather be and no place I'd rather talk than right here with you. I appreciate you.
1: Take care. All the best to you and your family, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Chris. See you, Mitch. That's the great Mitch Lawrence, and again, Talking Golf Getaways, and you can find it on golfnewsnet.com, over on Audioboom, and like he said, just about any place you can consume podcasts, you're going to find it. And uh, he and his brother, Matthew, are uh, two very dear people uh, now in my life that I've gotten to meet through this show, and I can't be thankful enough to both of them for uh, not only for coming on this show but uh, for mentoring me off the air and uh, being huge supporters, and I am huge supporters of both of theirs as well.